Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4, Frame Perfect Series 4 Recap. Specifically, I will be recapping the Melee event, and we will be delivering it to you spoiler-free in the sense that we're not going to talk about who won off the bat right now. Listen on if you want me to narrate, to weave the story of the top eight And you will also hear my opinions and takeaways and all that other stuff. Listen to the podcast. So today is Sunday. So today's the 17th of January, 2021. After, the day after, I should say, the Melee event happened. It happened last night. It was broadcasted on twitch.tv forward slash Mewtwo King. So... Please, by all means, continue to support Mewtwo King. He has a great stream, and he's doing a lot to support, like all the, pretty much all the platform, platform fighter games. There's so many that he does for the Frame Perfect series, and looking forward to the next one. This was a super fun top eight to watch. I say that now, and I have to tell you, if you were listening to my preview, you probably thought to yourself. He likes saying super, and that is true. And I'm going to have to give credit, forward slash blame, forward slash John, on Toph. Toph loves saying super, or at least when I listen to when I listen to him talk, I, I feel like that word comes out a lot, and I can't help it. I just draw in isms of other people that I watch, and so I'm struggling with that. But let's, let's just talk about how Toph is one of the goats, one of our greatest all-time commentators and a great player. Also, I love the content that he's making on YouTube and with his Twitch, so please go check him out. So I'm not going to bring him up specifically to to criticize. I also really enjoy watching Toph, so please go check him out. But let's get back to Frame Perfect Series 4 Online Melee Bracket. Your boy took notes. Oh, I took notes. And I've never done that for something related to Smash before. If I watch a top eight or an event in general, I'm just going to watch and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get hyped. But I, I, I probably barely cracked a smile. Although Mewtwo King and Plup, they were on the mic. They were commentating top eight. That was a fun combination. And I, I would love to hear their commentary for a, another Frame Perfect series top eight again that (laughs) that was fun to hear both of their perspectives both obviously top players for melee Uh, maybe not specifically right now but certainly could take some names even still and all that to say they had great commentary i enjoyed listening to them but i was trying really hard to take notes and watch and listen and all of that so i want to get a shout out to my wife jen who she was watching the kids while this was happening because this top eight happened a little bit earlier than I anticipated. It actually happened starting at around 6.30 yesterday, 6.30 Eastern, I should say, because I live on the East Coast, East Coast for Life. And so I want to say thank you, Jen, for watching the kids and uh, for letting me watch this pretty much without being interrupted. I really appreciate that. So I did miss 
some slight bits of topic, but let's just get into it. To sort of set the scene, there were 183 final entrants into the bracket, and we had some upsets. The original, like, projected top eight is, well, of course, not not what actually ended up happening, but let's just talk about some of the people who fell short, just short of making top eight. So I'm specifically talking about the last four sets on the loser side to get to top eight. So Axe lost to Bobby Big Balls to make it to top eight loser side. Axe was playing as Icies, as Ice Climbers, the, the whole tournament, or, or as far as I can tell, most of the tournament. Yeah, it looks like the whole tournament. I was anticipating that Axe would play Pikachu in my preview, but I should have realized that Axe does not 100% play Pikachu for these events that he'll attend for in the Slippy era. Not to say that he can't play as Pikachu or anything, I just mean to say that from other events, other online events that he has attended. The Isis have come out, Falco, Young Link, I've seen Young Link, and so the Isis are fun to watch as well, but unfortunately I was not able to catch any matches until top eight, so he falls short there. And then Hungrybox, who by the way, Hungrybox and Losers? Hungrybox and Losers? That's right, Hungrybox and Losers beats forest to make it to top eight loser side and forest had just come off of beating lsd who i thought lsd could make a really deep run here but forest beats lsd and then loses to hungry box and hungry box makes top eight loser side so excellent performance by forest although i'm sure forest if you're listening you probably wanted to go further deeper all that stuff but keep going We're rooting for you then we have Gatsu, and I did not know that Gatsu was going to be attending this event. Well, I say attending, you get it. And Gatsu can definitely take some names. He's a great player. So Gatsu on the loser side, though, trying to make top eight, beats Juicebox 2-1. to one. And by the way, I thought it was interesting, or... Hmm, I'm not sure if I agreed with the fact that all the matches before top eight were best of three, but eh, I'm not a competitor. So as a spectator, it's still interesting to me. I just know that one of the first things I hear after these sets are over, if anything odd happens or if something, you know, goes sideways, one of the first things that are mentioned is, well, this is best of three, not best of five. So I don't know if I agree with it, but I understand why. I'm pretty sure it has to do with like time constraints and everything else. Uh, not everybody wants to be up until midnight, which I, I appreciated that. We were done with top eight like by nine o'clock or something. Something like that. But Gatsu moves on to top eight losers. And then Kalamazu or Keizu, a lot of people say Keizu, Beats Don't Test Me, who that's Zane playing as Roy. Beats Don't Test Me. Keizu moves on to top eight loser side. And then for top eight winners, you have Albert, Aklo, S Fat, and Hacks Money. 
So this is already looking to be a super fun top eight. And there's some great there's some great character representation as well. Not that that has to be the be-all, end-all of what makes a top eight great. In my opinion, I could just as easily see myself enjoying like three foxes, two falcos, a sheik, and a falcon. <laughs> oh, I missed Marth. Well, see, you understand what I'm saying. I could probably watch a lot of events no matter what. But anyway, all that to say, you have a few falcos, three foxes, I think, and a peach and a falcon, and Jigglypuff. So, going to be a great top eight here. Now, most of you listening know what happens here, but let's continue on. Maybe for some reason you didn't quite catch everything, and you're like, this is great that it's a spoiler-free recap. But you are also welcome to give me feedback on this and say, hey, you know what, maybe just talk about it like everybody watched the event. But this is how I'm going to do this first recap, so let's just keep it moving. Winner's semi, you have Albert versus Aklo, and it's a close set the whole way through. I feel like there was a lot of back and forth, and I'm going to say that a lot. My notes on these matches are pretty basic. Let's just talk about Game 1 Dreamland specifically. This is how I wrote it. Albert starts off slow, down two stocks within 60 seconds. Down 3-1, to one, Albert takes a stock, but Aklo finishes off with up smash. Game 2 Battlefield. Zero to death for Albert, but Aklo does it right back. Aklo lost a stock right after, though, and Albert does almost immediately, too. Less than 60 seconds and four total stocks gone. Albert gets Aklo down to one stock, and Aklo gets Albert down to one. Albert gets an edge guard to take the last stock situation. So, like, those are sort of how my notes were and they get more and more basic as it goes along because when you watch two spaces fight whether it's a fox ditto falco ditto falco versus fox the games go so quickly they usually go really really quickly and i will give you an exception to that in just a moment but this set goes pretty quickly but aklo ends up taking it three to two with a pretty strong game five and then you have the other side of the winners, the winner semis. You have SFAT versus Hacks Money. Now, this is the one that I was mentioning just a second ago being a little bit of a slower start. It takes 58 seconds in the first game on FOD before SFAT finally takes the first stock of the game. And then Hacks evens it up pretty quickly after that. But like for 58 seconds... They're each building out damage slowly, not really getting a lot of big combos, and not really securing edge guards or, or finding a kill quickly. And so it kind of felt like for Hacks versus SFAT winner side that it was like, or in winner semis, I should say, it just felt like they were both being a little tentative. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure if it's just because that's their play styles where SFAT is willing to wait for the other player to approach and hacks seems to be the same way i'm not sure if that was either a game plan or if that's specifically a style that they would have i feel like i see hacks play more fluidly more differently per each set that he'll play i sort of feel like sfat stays a little bit more consistent and that's what mewtwo king and pluff were saying but Obviously, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly. I don't have either of them to interview about it either. But 
I'm just going to say this, and I'll probably say this a lot more. I would love to talk to any of these players about either a specific tournament performance or about anything, really. I'd love to have people come on, players come on, TOs, commentators, all that stuff. And I have a few quote-unquote back pocket. (laughs) No, that's not the right word. I have a few people who said they would be willing to come on, but I'm also trying to work on my voice and my solo podcasting so that I don't so that I don't sound like, ah, I don't have a guest. I don't know what to talk about. I don't know how to talk. I want to be able to carry on a story or a recap, preview, whatever, without feeling totally lost because I'm not talking to another person. To me, and I think most of you would agree, it's great to have somebody to bounce off of. So I would love to have that, but I also want to self-improve on this podcast as well. And it is mine, so you know, my voice, all that stuff. All that to say, SFAT gets a few clutch games in this set versus Hacks. SFAT actually takes the set 3-1. to one. When they played a week ago in the Gallant Melee Open, it was really close, game five, sort of last-hit situation. And so I, I thought maybe it would be really close again and maybe Hacks would take it this time. But SFAT actually improved to make it a 3-1 in his favor. And so I wrote here that there was some spaghetti, but overall really exciting games. Also felt like each player was trying to let the other approach first, which I've already said without even looking at my notes. Hey, hey, memory. But all that to say, SFAT moves on to winner's final. So... It will be SFAT versus Aklo. But first, let's go down to the loser's side of top eight. Hungrybox versus Bobby Big Balls for the loser's seventh or loser's round something. Point is, whoever loses here is out of the tournament because this is a loser's side for those of you who are listening. Basically, when you're on winner's side, you could lose a set but not be out of the tournament, get knocked down into the loser's side. But if you lose there, you are officially out of the tournament. So maybe I should have started with that, but now you know. Let's keep talking. Hungrybox got so many rests in this set. I was, like, mind blown. There's a few different videos that were made about a about a Hungrybox versus PPMD set back in the day where... Hungrybox started listening to some music after a few first of the game, like game three or something, and just starts resting like crazy and ends up beating PPMD. I could not tell you any more information than that because I can't remember, but it kind of felt like Hungrybox just turned that on from the get-go. Just sort of like, it was really weird to me to, to, to watch because... He was resting so much more than I feel like he normally does, especially when he's playing against a player that he doesn't have as much confidence against. I've seen him play some of his tournaments from his own perspective, or I should say play. I've seen him play in other tournaments from his perspective, right? Where obviously at the start of the tournament where you're playing against somebody that nobody in the stream has ever heard of, Hungrybox has probably never heard of the player, He'll rest them like four times in a row and probably not even lose a stock. You know, just like four stock game one, four stock game two, take the 2-0 victory, move on to the next round. 
it does sort of feel like that Hungry Vox respects his opponents to the point where he might play a little bit more nervous, but that's my own perspective. You know, I'm not going to pretend like that's the be-all, end-all. But in this set, I, I noticed how many rests he was getting. I mean, like, let's just read game one and just kind of look for... Yeah, H-Box rests for the first stock. And then takes the second stock otherwise. And then another rest to take the third stock. And then another rest to take the last stock. So he got three stocks off of three rests just in the first game alone and then starts game two with an insta rest less than five seconds into the game so just like all kinds of times where he was just rest 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 like so many and obviously that's hype so hungry Brox actually ends up taking the set three to one despite the fact that bbb was using all the down airs like there was the game on dreamland in game three where i think he used down air like seven times in a row that's the that's the bbb special right there but not gonna do it not gonna be able to be enough to beat hbox here so hbox moves on three to one then we have kalamazoo all right i i'm so sorry if i'm mispronouncing that but keizu since most people say that keizu versus gatsu in the other loser set for the honor of either moving on or finishing with seventh place. And some of the games feel close for sure, but Gatsu just clutched most of them out and actually had a really impressive uh, really impressive attempt to take the final destination game. So Gatsu won game one on Battlefield, but then on the counterpick, Keizu takes Gatsu to Final Destination, and he goes down a few stocks, but then Gatsu brings it back and almost takes it. But after they both dropped a few edge guards and just had some, I guess you could say, spaghetti moments, like moments where they didn't seem to be playing up to their, you know, ideal tech skill and everything. Keizu barely pulls it out, but then the rest of the way, Gatsu pretty much clutches out the other games and finishes with 3-1, three games to one, and moves on to the next round. So now we have Hungrybox versus Hacks in Loser's Quarters. So now Hacks got beaten on the winner's side in winner's semis by SFAT, so now he's down here in Loser's versus Hungrybox. And... Hacks takes the set pretty convincingly. I mean, it. he even won a game on Dreamland. Like, when you beat Hungrybox on Dreamland, it doesn't really matter what happens after that. It just sort of feels like that's almost an insurmountable mountain for Hungrybox to climb. There's just a few different sets that I'm thinking of, but I'll just mention one. In the last Genesis that we had, which, by the way... We would have had another Genesis around this time, but obviously with the pandemic, we're, we're not having it, so Sag. But when it was Zane versus Hungrybox, I believe it was winner's finals. It was somewhere in top eight on the winner's side where Zane beat Hungrybox in game one. And so Hungrybox takes Zane to Dreamland and Zane wins there on Dreamland. And from there, it just felt like, yeah. 
Zane's going to take this, which he did. And the same thing here, where Hacks won. No, sorry, actually, Hacks did not win game one. Oh, this was surprising. Yes. Hungrybox actually wins game one, but then on Final Destination game two, Hacks wins pretty easily. And so on game three, going to Dreamland, Hacks wins game three on Dreamland. It just. Yeah, it was just not good. And so on game four, they go to Dreamland again, but Hungrybox just did not look like he was completely trying his best. I'm, I don't even know whether or not that's accurate. I just It just didn't look like it to me. And Mewtwo King and Plup were saying the same thing, so maybe I'm not 100% wrong in thinking that it didn't look like he was 100% trying. Although <laughs> the whole set... Every time Hacks would do something well against Hungrybox, it seemed like Mewtwo King wanted to remind everyone <laughs> that Hungrybox plays a lot of Ultimate. Uh, and he's okay. Hungrybox is allowed to play Ultimate. No, I don't think, I don't think it's wrong to play Ultimate. <laughs> Just, he's like, oh, by the way, Hungrybox plays Ultimate. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. Now let's go to Gatsu versus Albert. That's the other loser's quarter set. And game four is the story of this set where Gatsu is up two to one going into game four and Albert takes the first two stocks. So he's up four stocks to two, but then Gatsu takes the first stock away from Albert and then another and then another and then another so four straight stocks after losing, losing his first two, Gatsu four stocks Albert to take the set three to one. Really, really impressive. And the story of the set being that Gatsu just got better and better as the games went on in the set. So good to see Gatsu play really well. And I'm, I was sorry to see Albert get bumped out of the tournament so early. Like, And the same deal for Hungrybox. They lost in at some point in the process, pretty early on in this top eight, Hungerbox entered top eight in losers and lost pretty quickly. And Albert entered top eight in winners. He gets bumped down and then bumped down again to be out of the tournament. So it's unfortunate. But now we have to move on to Aklo versus SFAT winners finals. So whoever wins this goes to Grands and waits for the rest of the losers side of the bracket to work itself out. And... It is 3-1 in favor of SFAT. It's, it's incredible to see SFAT go from a, one fox to another, and he's playing as fox. So he goes through that little mini gauntlet, if you will, of New York foxes through hacks, through Aklo, and pretty convincingly takes both sets, both 3-1. to one. And now SFAT is in winners grand side or sorry I should say the grands on the winner's side so we'll see him in a few sets so going back to the loser side we have loser semis Gatsu versus Hacks Money and Gatsu wins game one off of an SD by Hacks and after that a Hacks played pretty strong let's just say that takes three games in a row and Gatsu is out of the tournament. So now it's Hacks Money versus Aklo Losers Finals. 
So they played each other somewhere in the top eight of Gallant Melee Open, if I recall correctly. Either that, or I've seen them play in another online tournament sometime very recently. So I may be remembering wrong, but I saw them play where Hacks ended up with the 3-0, I believe. And so in this, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if Aklo is going to be able to turn that around quickly to being able to beat Hacks, but I would love to see it just because that'd be really cool to see one take a set convincingly and then for Aklo to return that to Hacks and take a set convincingly, but that is not what happened. So after Aklo won game one, Hacks takes not three in a row, excuse me. I remembered wrong. This was a five, okay. I apologize. This was a five-game set. So Aklo wins the first game, and then Hacks takes the second game, and then Hacks takes the third game. So now Hacks is up two to one. But on game four, Aklo clutches out a win, right on Yoshi's. That's right. And then back on FD, they get down to their last stock I believe each no they don't Hacks had two stocks left but Aklo self-destructed that's right oh this was really unfortunate in this game five situation where Aklo is down one stock to two stocks and trying to get this comeback trying to beat Hacks and I don't know how recently Aklo has beaten Hacks in a tournament set but to my knowledge, it hasn't happened recently, and this is what happens. Self-destructs. He made a mistake on a ledge dash, I believe, missed it, and air dodged to his death. And that was just really unfortunate that we didn't get to see more of an attempt at making that comeback, which obviously would have been hype and everything else. But Hacks does his part, wins the set, and so now we get a rematch of Hacks money versus SFAT in grand finals. So... They played each other in winter semis to kick off this top eight, and now they're the only two players left. In order for SFAT to win, all SFAT needs to do is win three games in a best-of-five set, and then Hacks Money needs to do that two times. Needs to win three games in a best-of-five set one time and then has to do it again against SFAT. So what are we going to see? We are going to see a 3-1 to one in favor of SFAT. Let's go. These were really close games, but SFAT just clutched out the first two games, each last stock situation. And so Hacks like, came out game three wanting to start the reverse 3-0 by taking it pretty convincingly, but then on SFAP's counterpick to Final Destination. Just played really well, really solid, and SFAT wins the set and wins the tournament. So congratulations to SFAT proving me right. I <laughs> I posted a clip of my preview and tagged SFAT being like, hey, I predicted you were going to win. And in my clip that I made, I probably talked about SFAT winning for like only 20 seconds of it because I didn't have many good reasons of why I thought that would be other than SFAT has been playing really well 
and the tourneys that he's gone to that I've seen recently on these online slippy tournaments. So that's the only real thing that I had to go off of because I'm not a high-level player or commentator or anything. I'm at the bottom of the Smash Mountain. This is why we're here. This is this is my show that we that I that the gimmick that I have. I'm not gonna always be able to give much more than just a feeling or an instinct. And maybe that's how my play style will turn out to be if I ever practice enough to try to do better than go 0 and 2. I assume I would go 0 and 2 for a long time before getting any better, but SFAT played really well in this top 8 and there were some close sets, but also they didn't feel close at the same time. I don't know. I, some of the games felt like where SFAT lost a game or two here or there where it was like, oh, wow, okay, so his opponent can, like, okay, I can see his opponent, like, riding this momentum out. But then SFAT would just start the next game like the last one never happened and play as if he had won the last game almost. Like, to me, that's really impressive not to let something like losing a game bring him down or affect him in any way just really played strong and taking the tournament well deserved kudos ggs and i loved watching all of the sets for this top eight so ggs to everyone and so i went on to sfat stream afterwards because he streamed the whole event so i'll just uh i didn't get to like write down any quote on quote on quote like at real word for word quotes but as fat in his stream said he was glad to win grand finals in one set because he was starting to get really fatigued back-to-back tourneys rollback rumble and frame perfect series four that's right oh my gosh so friday january 15th s fat wins rollback rumble west coast region lock tournament and then january 16th the next day frame perfect series four wins this tournament so in two days sfat wins two tournaments that is awesome that is really cool i don't want to sound like i'm sucking too much or anything sucking up to sfat too much i just really it's a really cool story sfat has been playing this game well ever since i remember paying attention to competitive melee like I didn't just start paying attention in 2018. That's when I really started paying attention as best I could. But, I mean, like, I knew about competitive Melee since, you know, the mid-2000s, or at least was vaguely aware of it, and the documentary helped me to come back to it a little bit. And then you get it. The whole thing is that I know SFAT has been playing for a long time, and congratulations to him bringing Wing back to CLG, his sponsor, and... For proving a lot of people wrong, I guess. I think a lot of times when, in terms of players that people meme on, I don't know if SFAT is at the top of anyone's list. I just know that even during the grand final set, <laughs> Mewtwo, King, and Plup were, were dropping a few memes about SFAT here and there. And I'm sure if I were to ask SFAT, how do you feel about that? He probably would be like, you know, it's whatever. It's like, like, I'll just prove them wrong. Like, probably say something to that effect. I won't say much more than that. But, like, I I really appreciate the play style, the Fox, and, like, the unnecessary uh, kills every now and again. There's sort of, like, there was one stock in particular, I think it was winner's finals, where 
Esfat didn't have to do a shine to kill Aklo, but he did. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> so congratulations to Esfat again. This was a really great tournament. So I've been rambling on about this for 31 minutes. Oh my gosh. I was not meaning to make a recap 31 minutes long. So in our continual desire to self-improve and to make this a better podcast, we will keep this and we'll publish it and we'll try to make the next recap a little bit shorter. But I got, I guess I got excited. I got excited about Melee because Melee is so sick. Long live Melee. My gosh. Great sets all around to watch. And let's talk about the stream for a second. Really enjoyed the stream. Mewtwo King running this Frame Perfect series. Thanks for doing that. Great to see that. Love all of the events that are happening. I mean, homemade waffles with ro- with rollback rumble and training mode Tuesdays. The other, like the Mango Fan sub tournament that's going to be happening soon. And then I'm also really looking forward to Valhalla Online, which is a European tournament. It's going to be part of their same circuit, which I'm really excited to see. Like, there's all these events that are running. I've barely scratched the surface. Like, if I were to try to do a recap of all the Melee events that are happening on Smash GG, Smash.GG every day, I'd be making so many recaps. And so I won't be able to do that for all of them. I'm going to try to focus more on the ones that are quote-unquote nationals as compared to region locked. Although for Hax's Nightclub... Oh, see, there's another one that I forgot to mention... Hax's Nightclub brings a lot of hype, so I could see myself covering Top 8 and recapping it, especially. I could see myself talking about Rollback Rumble, which is the one West Coast tournament that I'm thinking off of the top of my head. Although that's not completely fair to Homemade Waffles, because he'll run Rollback Rumble for pretty much any regional or region, excuse me, that you can think of. Like even like Australia, Asia, literally any anywhere that you can think of. Um, there's one coming up for Central America. That's going to be really cool. And then let me pull up Homemade Waffles tweet or the Rollback Rumble tweet about this really cool event that's happening in February because I want to look forward to that and give that a shout out. So let's talk about the latest announcement that Homemade Waffles made with Rollback Rumble. This is a tweet that you can find at Rollback Rumble on Twitter. Announcing our realist tournament yet in early February, Black Empowerment Inventational, a summit featuring all black talent in the Smash community, players, commentators, content, and more. All donations made during this multi-day event go towards black-centered charities, 100 emoji. And I 100% agree with that 100 emoji. That is really, really cool. And I'll be looking forward to watching that at the very least. I don't know if I'll make a preview or recap of it, but I'm really looking forward to watching it at the very least. And that's so cool that there's going to be something like that being run and like homemade raffles running it and coming up with that concept, it's great. Like, I'm really excited to see that in doing all the homemade waffles 
Twitch chat emotes since I'm using my Prime Gaming sub for his Twitch, which I should also plug the Twitch too. So let me let me see if I can find that real quick. I don't want to give the wrong link. <laughs> I'm looking through his Twitter right now. The Waffle seventy seven twitch.tv slash the waffle 77 that's where you can find where the rollback rumble tournaments get streamed onto twitch so definitely check that out as well we got a lot of good melee to look forward to and doubles is also becoming more and more of a thing just because that got added in unofficially but will be officially added in people talk about custom stages we got all kinds of melee content to get into but i should try to stop talking so that we can get your day moving so one more time congratulations to sfat clg sfat for winning frame perfect series 4 online melee bracket <laughs> you can catch the rest of frame perfect series 4 today if you're listening january 17th there's the ultimate event running today as well as one more i forget what it is but you can go to mute king's twitch for that and as for my next upcoming podcasts i will be having on a very special guest probably in the next one and you can look forward to that so have a good one have a good one that sounds better what does the cow say good job what does the kitty cat say good job what does the doggy say good job can you say Linguistic specialist? Okay. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.